0: It's time for the Turfgrass Zealot Audiocast from the worldwide command center of intergalactic turfheads. It's the Turfgrass Zealot Audiocast, only on Turfnet Radio, with a chief turfhead, the guru of fescue, the Alatolla of iron. Mr. Dave Wilbur. there's only one zealot, only on TurfNet Radio. Hello, I'm Dave Wilbur, and this is a special edition of the Turfgrass Zealot Project. I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this. A golf course superintendent called me and said. That they didn't sign up for this, that what was going on right now in the world and how it's affecting them and their facility and all of that was just a little too much. I understand, completely I understand. All of this with the coronavirus situation has Brought things that none of us expected into the uh, picture, and for the last few days, I've spent most of my time on the phone talking to friends, talking to anybody I can. Really, just trying to understand, you know, what's going on. How am I going to handle this? How should you handle this? So I pretty much decided that it was important to cut a short podcast here and maybe just get some thoughts out. Uh, Do I know what's going on and what's going to happen even in hours? No, not at all. And uh, on March 18th as I cut this, who knows? So, I'm going to try to stay relevant here and I'm going to... be non-political, which some of you know that I don't always like to do. You know that I have I have my ideas and my thoughts about that, but that's not what we're going to do here today. So I want to thank you for listening and I want to keep it um, a heavy subject. I want to keep a heavy subject in, in perspective here uh, because again, you know, the news seems to change constantly. And uh, you may be listening to this a few days from now and realize that that uh, some of what I'm saying is is valid or is not valid. But I think we'll keep it to some stuff that makes sense. Let's talk about leadership. You know, I, I've said for years that golf course superintendents and those of us in the turfgrass industry, we are some of the best problem solvers that I've ever met. We really are. We, we solve problems on the daily. And um, over the years, I have been completely astounded at the things that I have seen golf course superintendents do to solve problems in their world. To handle situations unexpected. It has been constant that I've seen golf course superintendents literally pulling the rabbit out of the hat. I have no doubt in my mind that Anything that is going to be thrown at you, you can handle because that's who you are. That's who you are as turf managers. That's who you are as people. And for those of you that are listening that are not golf course superintendents yet, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You are dealing with the same stuff as an assistant super, as a, a assistant in training, whatever you want to call it. You have those things to deal with. You make decisions, you help people on a daily basis. So, so let's talk about leadership. In times of trouble, leadership is, is uh, insanely important, and I think you all know that. Your staff is going to be looking at you, and they're going to wonder what you're doing and what's going on. Your fellow employees at the course or the club that you work at, they're going to be doing the same thing. <clears throat> why? Because they're used to you. They're used to you solving problems. I remember one time a food and beverage manager at a, at a uh, club that I worked at came to me and, and asked me some question about, you know, some event that he was trying to deal with. And I'm like, why are you asking me this? And he said, because you're good at figuring things out. <laughs> and I was, yeah, it was nice. Right. Thank you. I think we're all good at figuring things out. So leadership for your facility now your fellow employees, your colleagues, even your bosses, they're going to be looking at you and they're going to say, you know, how is this, how is the golf course superintendent handling this? Calm, cool, collected, panicky, whatever it may be, you know, and everybody has their different way to deal with things. And we're going to get to distress management in just a minute. And of course, you all know that your staffs, your crews, um, they look to you. You set the tone of the place and all that sort of stuff. And listen, they're just as in the dark as as you are about what's going on, but they're still looking at you because they're used to that. And of course, how about family? I mean, goodness you know, everybody in their in their families, again, the golf course superintendent, the turf manager, the sports turf manager, because I know a few of you listen, you know, you guys are used to this. Everybody looks at you and says, what are you doing? <laughs> I remember a superintendent once telling me that, you know, that nothing happened in his family unless he planned it because it just, things went well that way. It's pretty cool. Listen, in, in tough times, don't be afraid to be a leader. I was listening to um, well, I was reading something that somebody wrote the other day about uh, a, uh, a gentleman who has been involved in, in uh, world conflict all over, not necessarily as a military person but as a, as a aid worker. I was saying you know you can't possibly plan for every every situation, but what you can do is be a leader on a daily. Even in the small stuff. So, let me encourage you to embrace that. Uh, you may not want that job. You may not want people to to uh, be talking to you, but you know about those things. But please embrace it. Embrace your leadership abilities and all that stuff. Okay, let's switch gears for just a second, and we'll talk about agronomy. Um, so a lot of people have been have been, of course, talking to me about what's going to happen if they're you know if they're very very short staffed, and um, uh, obviously that's that's going to be an issue, and um, uh, I don't I don't know I'm trying to I'm trying to work the scenarios out of my head so. So, first of all, let's let's just address this idea about play and course setup and stuff because there's a lot of, as I read Twitter, as I read some golf journalists and stuff like that, everybody's saying, hey, you know, golf is safe. Get outside, play golf. And, and I know that's cringeworthy for some of you because it's like, that means I have to put some sort of product together so that these guys can go out and play golf, whether it's members, public golfers or whatever. I'm talking to all of you. And of course every facility is going to handle that differently, but here's, here's some tips and here's some things that I have uh, gleaned from the last few days of talking to people on the phone. Uh, as far as course setup goes, the number one thing that I'm seeing right now is you know either people are completely pulling flag sticks and they're pulling all the other you know anything touchable off the golf course: benches, ball washers, trash cans, obviously water coolers, all that sort of stuff, you know getting all that stuff off the golf course. T markers. You know, anything that anybody can sort of use to, to uh, you know, to touch, get it out of there. If you choose to leave flag sticks in, a lot of people have been setting the cup up, which I think is a great idea so that there's about an inch and so the ball won't drop in the cup and nobody has to pull the flag to pick the ball out or whatever. I've seen a bunch of different versions of this. Um, I've also some p- seen some people... Uh, sent me some pictures of turning the cup upside down and setting it in. I'm not so sure I love that one as much just because it leaves that exposed edge. Because let's, let's look ahead. Uh, maybe you won't be able to get out there to change cups as frequently as you like. So leaving the cup edge up or putting a piece of PVC in or whatever, you know, and, um, protects that edge and might let that be in there a little bit longer. Um... Whether you pull the flag sticks or not, I think it's just been on a course by course basis. I've heard it both ways. It seems to me that it's about 50 50 right now. I mean, obviously, it's not as easy for golf if there's not a pin in, and you may hear about that, but I think that's something that everybody's going to have to sort of deal with as far as the safety standard goes. I've also seen some really good communications about, you know, about keeping your distance from other players, not sharing your. you know, range finders, <laughs> you know, not sharing clubs, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, those things are great. Um, so again, pulling everything that you can off the golf courses is, is, uh, pretty important. I think, um, uh, what happens if you have to leave your facility and you can't come, you know, as, as I'm, as I'm recording this, some people's communities are starting to be on, uh, you know, a version of lockdown or shelter in place or whatever you want to say. And, uh, and it may mean that you can't get to your golf course it, or if you do, it it might just be you and none of your staff. And even then you may be, be having to talk your way onto roadways and stuff. We're hearing about road closures now and different things like that. My goodness. And again, the situation is fluid and it's changing hour by hour. So, I guess what I'm what I'm saying is there may come that point when you have to lock the doors. And uh at that point, you know, maybe somebody will or won't be on the golf course, but again, you're going to you know, you're hopefully going to have pulled all the all the course fixtures off and all that sort of stuff and um you know, you're going to want to shut down your pump station or any of anything that could drive an irrigation leak or anything like that. I know it's a pain, but You got to do it. Uh, I spoke to a few people about plant protection. And uh, we made some plans just to not necessarily fertilize or do our usual kind of organic-y kind of thing. But, you know, I was like, hey, this is probably a good time to put out, uh, you know, a great fungicide app, a strobe or a DMI or something like that. Something that's going to last potentially at a higher rate. If your weather patterns include that, I know right now is a, you know, it's a difficult time because it's sort of the cusp between cool season, warm season, and all those sorts of things. And everybody has a different disease pressure. Some of you are just coming out of winter. Some of you are in the season. You know, many of my listeners are, are in the Southern States and this is high season for them. So you really just have to do your best and, uh, maybe put out a fungicide app and, try to lock everything up. Good. Um, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I know a lot of you have security cameras and those are accessible, you know, via internet and all that sort of thing. I mean, I think that's important to have a mindset about security and what your facility, you know, how safe is it? All that sort of thing. Uh, some of you may find yourselves with, with no crew, no staff, and it's just you or you an assistant or whatever. And at that point you just have to be easy with yourselves and say, Hey, it's just going to be a couple of us and we're just going to take care of things the best that we can here. We will, uh, you know, try to give them a golf course as long as they want to use the golf course. And at a certain point, I would say that if you're getting to that point, it might just be that the golf course could be closed. And I'm hearing about a lot of facilities that are just simply going to, going to shut the doors. Um, and again, that's, that's always going to be on a case by case basis. I want to take a moment and applaud, um, our national association and our local associations for uh, uh, speaking up to the powers that be a little bit and saying, hey, golf, you know, golf might be one of those things that you want to leave alone. (laughs) You know, if you're going to close bars and restaurants, maybe not close our golf course, maybe the golf course bar and restaurant, but not the course itself. Um, But who knows what that's going to look like revenue wise for all of us. I have no idea. I know for myself personally, I'm off the road. So whatever I've done to make a living that's not done in the office is is kind of over. So from a revenue standpoint, in Dave Wilber's world, it's, it's a pretty big deal. I don't know. I'm good with whatever because uh, my friends are calling and taking care of themselves, etc. And that brings me to kind of my last situation here, my last... Um, the last stuff I'm going to speak about, which is the idea of self-care. Huh. I, I've i seen so many golf course superintendents over the years, over my years as a consultant and um, all over the world uh, in times of stress, especially when it comes to weather-related events and, and sometimes uh, tour-related events and all that sort of stuff. You know, and man, they... They, uh, they take a beating and, um, you know, there's a selflessness to turf heads that is remarkable and wonderful, but (laughs) there's a huge cost with all of that. I don't know if this is going to be a sprint or a marathon as it comes to the coronavirus. I don't, none of us do. Uh, You watch the news and it's, hey, three weeks or three months or 18 months and, you know, we just don't know. And at the time I'm recording this again on March 18th, we have the information that we have. But I want to tell you that it's important for you to take really good care of yourself right now. Mentally, emotionally. Uh, I'm no stranger to all that and those of you that know me know that I have said a lot. And spoken a lot about mental health, mindfulness, all those sorts of things. Being in isolation for so many people is such a hard thing, but yet that's what we're being asked to do. Isolation can be a real killer. So part of that self-care thing is making sure that you have you have friends and family or anybody that you know can that you can reach out to. Uh, other turf people whatever that is and rely on that uh, let me give you an example even in my small neighborhood here in Littleton Colorado um, i just uh, the other day took it upon myself to print a little a little flyer uh, with my phone number and contact info email info and all that sort of stuff and i dropped it um, you know under the doors of all my neighbors some of them I know some of them I don't know and it's like, hey, let's not, yeah, you know, let's not be isolated. And if there's things that we each need or that we can do for each other, please reach out. And if you're hurting or whatever and, you know, even if we just have to stand across the street from each other and talk, that's a good thing. I'm begging you. And again, this is based on years of experience watching golf course superintendents do what they do in times of trial. Don't isolate yourself. Find ways to be around people or near people, or at least have people near you. If you're an introvert type and you don't always love those kind of interactions that if you feel like you're in stress or strain that you can uh, reach out to them. Okay. Super important. Now, I want to say this in the best way possible. The golf course will be there. The sports field will be there. The turfgrass facility will be there. And if we really go on some major type lockdowns and you can't get to work or all that sort of stuff, please don't beat yourself up. Yeah, you'll have to go back and we'll have some agronomy puzzles to figure out. And yeah, there may be even some... Dare I say dead grass, but please, please, please don't take that personally. Don't hurt yourself with what goes on. Don't don't worry too much. Worry is a, another killer. Isolation and worry are the big ones. It's out of your hands at that point. And I know the golf business very well, and I know that through devastation, we always seem to bounce back and we will bounce back from all this and whatever it looks like. Of that, I'm very sure. But please don't beat yourself up. If you have to make the decision that turf grass is less important than human life and all that sort of thing. All right. Last thing, communication and community to me have always been very important. Uh, I, I uh, don't do Facebook and Instagram anymore just for personal reasons about about that world. But again, I'm not going to talk about politics, but uh, a lot of us use Twitter and uh, there's been a lot of good communication on Twitter and uh, a lot of important idea sharing and all that sort of stuff. And if you've never had a Twitter account, get one and start following us all. You can find me at Turfgrass Zealot and from there you can find lots of other people and there are university people and other, other journalists and just tons of golf course, superintendents, assistant superintendents, everybody there. And yeah, we mix it up occasionally and, you know, have little bitter arguments, but it's small stuff, you know, um, please don't isolate yourself, uh, in regards to what you can do with social media and that sort of thing. Um, there's a lot of help. There's a lot of support. And I know that our, again, the GCSA, Our local chapters and all those things have been really amazing at, you know, just trying to disseminate information. So there's plenty of information out there and you don't have to always figure it out for yourself and you can still be part of community even if you're, uh, on lockdown. That's it. That's it for the end of my notes. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. I am, um, deeply, deeply in love with our business. I think if you've ever heard anything I've said or, or read anything I've written, you know, that I just, I love it so much and I love all of you. And I'm going to do my very, very best to stay positive, even in a fairly dark situation. I don't think that's being naive. I just really think that there's a lot of different ways that we can approach things. And the mindfulness thing that everybody keeps talking about means that we look at this and we say, hey, I'm going to take this minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. I'm going to love the people that are around me. I'm going to appreciate the small things. I'm going to do my very best. At the end of the day, that's all we can do. For me, it's very uncomfortable just turning on the mic and just saying, hey, I'm going to to give advice here. You know, it really is. And so again, I just want to encourage you to uh, take all of this in, make a great plan for yourself. Look into leadership, look into agronomy, look into community and make sure that you've covered all those bases. And lastly, if there's anything that we at TurfNet can do, and again, when I talk about making community, we have great community on TurfNet, uh, the TurfNet forums have been amazing Um, and of course you know all of this is available to anybody whether they have a TurfNet subscription or not so a bit of a shameless plug for TurfNet but you know it has been my world and Peter McCormick and uh, John Kiger and John Reitman always on top of things and I'm thankful to be a part of their situation thank you for being you again I love you I wish the very best for you and, uh, um, you know, I used to close these things with, you know, something like have a, you know, have a great day killing grass or I don't know what I used to say. And I'm not going to do that at this point. Thank you for taking the time to listen and please, please, please. And I mean this with all my heart, please take care of yourself, take care of your world and be gentle. Be gentle with yourself. In times of trial, I know golf course superintendents just get so tough on themselves. That's my advice. I'm Dave Wilbur. This is the Turfgrass Zealot Project. Thanks for listening.